Hi everybody, this is the uh, second episode in a series about Ovid's Heroides, and we're looking today at uh, some lines from Penelope's letter to Odysseus. Uh, we're going to do lines 37 to 74, and I've broken that up into three chunks, and what I'll do is uh, just introduce each section uh, briefly, then read a translation by David Slavitt, and, uh, and then the Latin. All right, so, so far... Uh, we've had an introduction in which Penelope makes it clear that she knows that the Trojan War is over and um, and expressing her sort of frustration and disappointment that everybody else is getting to celebrate the return of their husbands, but um, she is not. At this point, she reveals that she has some more knowledge about what Odysseus has been up to over in Troy. Uh, one of Odysseus's bold exploits in the Iliad is to go at night with Diomedes into the enemy camp and kill King Rhesus of Thrace, uh, Rhesus, R-H-E-S-U-S, and steal his fabulous uh, Thracian horses. Uh, on the way, they meet, on the way, this is so Diomedes and Odysseus are going in this risky night expedition. On the way, they meet with a Trojan spy whose name is Dolan. And uh, they promise him his life if he cooperates. They sort of get the jump on him. And <laughs> Dolan is, is uh, helpless. And they promise Dolan his life if he cooperates by directing them to the Thracian camp. Well, Dolan, being rather innocent, does agree and sort of tells him, just right over there, and then they kill him anyway. Uh, right, so then Diomedes and Odysseus penetrate the Thracian camp. Diomedes kills 12 Thracians as they sleep, and Odysseus removes the bodies. As Diomedes kills the 13th, Rhesus himself, Odysseus gathers up the horses, and they then return victorious to the Greek camps. So this, uh, this episode happens in the Iliad in Book 10. Right, so it's not an episode that brings the most credit to Odysseus. They essentially, you know, dupe and kill Dolon and kill these guys in their sleep. But Penelope doesn't comment on the kind of the ethics of it at all. She's she's mainly upset that he took such a risk as to go out with only one companion. It's like, what are you thinking? It's in the middle of the night. Right, so there's a mixture of reproof or criticism for taking such risks. And also, I think in this little passage, you hear some admiration for his daring and his success. Um, it's interesting balance. First, she makes it clear that she heard about this from Telemachus, uh, who got it from Nestor in Pylos. So her son uh, Telemachus, their son Telemachus has gone out to visit Nestor, and that's where she got the story. She mentions that the two main slaughtered victims, she calls them Kaisos, men having who were slaughtered, uh, one was betrayed by sleep. Ovid puts this very nicely. Uh, betrayed by sleep. The other one betrayed by a trick. Um, so the, the sleeping one was Rhesus and the trick one was Dolan. She points out his daring. She sort of emphasizes how daring this uh, raid this was. Ausus S is the verb. You dared. Um, but she also says that he's forgetting about his loved ones at home. O nimium, nimium coblite tuorum. Uh, she's amazed that he killed so many men with uh, only one helper, adiutus ab uno. Um, the word for the killing, uh, maktare, is interesting, very strong word, uh, slaughtered, almost like helpless sacrificial victims, which is what they were. So it's a really appropriate word for that, maktare. Uh, she says that uh, previously he had been more cautious and mindful of Penelope and talks about how her heart leapt when she heard about this episode, her heart flashed, literally, Miko um, is the verb, her heart flashed when she heard about his victorious return. 
So she ends up this section with a rather flattering image of Odysseus parading through the Greek camp in glory uh, with the Thracian horses. They're called Ismariis um, after this town in Thrace, Ismaros. Um, and in, in the very last image of this anecdote, uh, there's no mention of Diomedes at this point. She, he's just walking through the camp um, with these amazing horses. So. Uh, She's letting him know how concerned she is about him, but also, I think, subtly uh, complimenting him, letting him know that she's impressed by his daring do. All right, so I'll read Slavit's translation and then the Latin. I know all this from our son, whom I sent to find you, and what old Nestor told him, he in turn told me. He spoke of Rhesus's fall and Dolon's too and how one was betrayed by sleep, the other by guile. He recounted with special pride your nighttime foray into the Thracian camp with only a single companion to slay all those men, never thinking of him or of me either, if I may venture to point that out. My heart leapt into my throat over and over as I heard the details of the fight until he told me the end and how you rode back to the waiting Greeks in triumph. Omnia namque tuo, Signor te quaeremisso retulerat nato Nestor at ille mihi. Retulit et ferro resumque dolonaque caesos, utque sit hic somno proditus ille dolo. Ausus es, oh, nimium, nimium coblite tuorum, Thracia nocturno tangre castra dolo. Totque simul mactare viros adiutus ab uno. At bene cautus eras, et memor ante mei. Usque metu micuere sinus, dum victor amicum, dictus es ismariis, ise per agmen equis. Okay, the, the tone now shifts a bit towards reproach. Uh, she says, she starts out, what good is it to me uh, that you sacked Troy if I'm still without you, just as if Troy still stood? Um, so the section begins with this complaint, said, mihi quid prodest. What, get, what good is it to me? What good does it do me? Uh, later, just below in this section, she calls him ferreus, made of iron, insensitive. Uh, the intensity of her impatience and frustration comes out in um, a rather grisly description of the ruins of Troy. It's a really extraordinary passage. She imagines their land, the Trojan lands, having been shared out to colonists in the Roman manner. Um, incola captivo quae boe victor arat. And she imagines the great city is now just a bunch of farmland, and the ground irrigated with Phrygian blood, you know, Phrygian as a synonym for Trojan. And she imagined plows bumping into the half-buried bones of the war's victims, and the ruined houses covered in weeds. It's very, very dramatic. Um, the question is, why this extended description of, um, the, of ruined Troy? Well, uh, I think it's to emphasize the finality of Trojan defeat and the utter absurdity that he is still away. Victor Abes is what she says towards the end. The rhetorical buildup leads up 
uh, to this sort of this very developed rhetorical picture um, leads up to a very short emphatic phrase, victor abis, you as victor are absent. So it sounds awful in English, right? But the Latin gets two in two beautiful words, uh, sums up the whole situation. But what is all this to me? How is my life made better if Troy's proud walls are raised to the level ground? I am as much alone now as I was when the fighting was still going on. I am as much bereft with Pergamon's height brought low. For me, it all still stands, even though the Greeks are the victors now, plowing with oxen they took as spoils of war those fields, enriched as they are by waves of Phrygian blood. The tines of the harrow turn up the bones of Trojan heroes. But you are not here, and I cannot guess the cause of your protracted delay. In what part of the world are you occupied, or taken captive, or hiding? Sed mihi quid prodest, vestris disiecta lacertis, ilios et murus, quod fuit esse solum, si maneo, Qualis troia durante manebam, virque mihi dempto fine carendus abest. Di ruta sunt aliis, uni mihi pergama restant, incola captivo, quae boe victor arat. Iam seges est, ubi troia fuit, resecandaque falce, luxuriat frugio sanguine pinguis humus, Se mi sepulta virum, curvis feriuntur aratris, ossa ruinosas oculit erba domos. Victor abes, nec scire mihi, quae causa murandi, aut in quo lateas ferius orbe licet. Penelope now returns to her own anxiety as she describes her efforts to find out what has become of Odysseus and how to get a message to him. Uh, she momentarily wishes that Troy still stood, <laughs> at least then she would know where he is, uh, but then checks herself and criticizes herself for being inconsistent in her desires. She says, Irascor votis hu ip levis ipsa meis. I'm, I'm, I'm angry at my desires, alas, levis, uh, inconsistent or flighty um, in, my, um, in my desires. She says she worries about everything, every danger of the land and the sea, and uh, she starts to enumerate the possible reasons for his absence. Uh, and as she does this, the dramatic irony builds, I think, uh, because we know that one of the reasons for his extended absence is his dalliance with other women, Calypso and Circe among them. And um, this is something she doesn't even dare to imagine yet. Uh, so at this point, you know, the, the reader in the reader's mind, we're thinking, oh, we know where he is, and it's it's there's some dramatic irony and tension there, um, but that gets resolved in the following section. All right, so here's Slavitt's uh, translation of this section. Whoever shows up on our shores, we ask for news, for any word or rumor he may have heard. And to one of these, I have entrusted this letter for you in hope that you and he may encounter each other. 
We have sent it to Pylos, the land of ancient Nestor, and also to Sparta. But no one could shed light on where you may be tarrying all these months and years. If Troy's walls still stood, at least I'd know where you are, and I should have only warfare to fear. My complaint would be in no way different from those of other wives. Now I worry alone and do not even know what I should dread. There are perils at sea and on land, too, and I worry about all of them and wonder into which snare you may have fallen. Quis quis ad haec virtit peregrinam litora pupim, ille mihi de te multa rogatus abit. Quam quetibi redat, si te modo videret usquam, traditur huic digitis, carta notata meis. Nos pulon, antiqui ne leia Nestoris arwa, misimus, in certest fama remissa pulo, misimus et spartein, Sparte quoque nescia veri, quas habitas terras, aut ubi lentus abes. Utilius starent etiam nunc moinia foibi. Mirascor votis, heu levis ipsa meis. Sciurubi pugnares, et tantum bella timerem, et mea cum multis juncta querela foret. Quid timeam ignoro, Timeo tamen omnia demens, et patetin curas aria lata meas. Quae cum quae cor habet, quae cum quae pericula tellus, tam longae causas suspicor esse morai. Okay, uh, thanks a lot for listening. If you'd like to join me and Chun Liu uh, to read Herodes in Latin together with the group um, in July, please follow the link in the show notes. We'd love to see you. And I hope you're all doing well. Bye-bye.